on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Greg Matzik. Walk-off wins are the best, especially when they happen in Milwaukee. That's what happens tonight. The Brewers outlast the Minnesota Twins 7-6. The final a sack fly by Luis Arias in the ninth inning plates. Andrew McCutcheon with the game-winning run. And Brewers fans go home happy. About 28,000 here tonight. A beautiful night for baseball as the Brewers begin leg two of the homestand with a win over the Minnesota Twins. Welcome in. It's Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Greg Matzik. We will take you till midnight tonight. The stroke of midnight is how long we've got you for tonight on the program. And Craig Kishon of Valley Sports Wisconsin will join us if he can ever get away from Tim Dillard. Three home runs, pace the Brewers' offense tonight. Some quality defense as well, and a very interesting night for Ethan Small. I want to get into his start tonight. He made his home debut for the Brewers. The lefty called up, kind of an up-and-down day for Ethan Small, much like his regular season and major league debut in Chicago against the Cubs earlier this season. We'll detail the night from Ethan Small. How long is this home run binge going to continue for Hunter Renfro? And nice to see Josh Hader look like Josh Hader again. We'd love to hear from you as well at 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We've got highlights. We've got comments from Craig Council coming up. We're just getting started. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Here he comes again. Here it is. Swing on a fly ball. This one into right. McCutcheon's tagging. There's the catch. Here's the throw. He's going to score. And the Brewers win game one. Walk-off win for the Brewers tonight at American Family Field. The second walk-off produced by Luis Arias. Now, for those keeping score at home, it's not really a a, a walk-off at bat. For Luis Arias tonight, it's a walk-off plate appearance, so the end result of the play was a sack fly, plating Andrew McCutcheon. Sack flies do not count as at-bats, but hey, who cares? The Brewers won. Luis Arias was at the plate. He hit the ball far enough for Andrew McCutcheon to tag up from third, and that was enough for the Brewers to eke out a win, outlasting the Minnesota Twins tonight, 7-6, the final. Brewers' extra innings continues. I'm Greg Matzik with you until midnight tonight. 855-616-1620 if you'd like to hit us up on the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Follow me on Twitter at GMatzik. So tonight, one of the headlines coming in was Ethan Small making his second career big league start, first career start here in Milwaukee. And if you remember Ethan Small's first start as a big leaguer, it came on the road in Chicago against the Cubs earlier this season. But the Cubs had a guy making their major league debut that day as well. The Brewers would ultimately win that game, but it was not a great day for Small. He started off pretty hot. People had never seen him before. It was all new territory for hitters as much as it was for Ethan Small making his debut. His final line ended up being two and two-thirds innings, four hits, four walks. Not great. Got lucky with a couple of double plays tonight, similar to how he fared against the Cubs earlier this season. But there was a lot of loud contact and a lot of 58-foot breaking balls and off-speed pitches. The command was not really there for Ethan Small tonight. He, he gave what Craig Council was hoping for, and that was a, a certain amount of outs. He got three and two-thirds innings pitched. I, for me, it was, it, it was less about innings pitched or pitch count 
and more about third time in the lineup. I, and there was no way that Craig Council was going to let Ethan Small face Byron Buxton again after he hit a home run that hasn't landed yet to lead off the game and follow that up with a double. Ethan Small could not get Byron Buxton out tonight. So I, there's, there's no reason to leave him in in that situation to face a hot hitter, an all-star, and a guy who had had success against him earlier in the evening. So I understood why Ethan Small was pulled when he was pulled. Double plays. He benefited from them tonight, including a, a miraculous play by Christian Yelich in the outfield, doubling up a runner on second base to get out of a, a bit of a jam early in this game, the first inning, in which the Twins led off with a home run and Carlos Correa hit a double. So it was very much a hot and cold night for Ethan Small. You, you understand the talent level, but you also understand why Craig Council has opted, or really David Stearns and Matt Arnold have opted for the likes of Jason Alexander and Chichi Gonzalez in some duty this season. Now, Gonzalez is no longer a part of the team. Jason Alexander has given the Brewers, I think, more than you could have expected, given he was just sort of found and inserted into the starting rotation amidst a slew of injuries. But a guy like Ethan Small, the only thing holding him back is his command of the strike zone. And this has been an issue at the minor league level, though it's getting better at AAA this year, certainly better than it was a year ago. It's a 2-to-1 ratio this year. It wasn't even close to that a season ago. It's been his bugaboo so far in two starts, the common thread in Ethan Small's starts. And it's a small sample size. I get it. But his command of the strike zone needs to be better for him to have staying power in the major leagues. And that's all part of developing as a young pitcher, right? I mean, you figured you'd see a little bit of Ethan Small this year, but the issues that he has faced at the minor league level have now carried over into his first two starts as a big leaguer. And it's all part of his adjustment. You know, there's going to be that back and forth of hitters don't, really know what to expect out of Small, and Small has to sort of learn his way through the lineups that he's facing. But teams are going to be patient with Ethan Small, unless he can prove he can hint around the strike zone and be you know just close enough to the strike zone to elicit a swing and maybe some soft contact. I, it, the guys are going to wait. They're going to sit and wait, and it's a similar story with Aaron Ashby, who I thought... Uh, you know, in that final game of the series against the Rockies, the Rockies were patient, and they made Ashby throw strikes. But Ashby did it. He responded. And all of a sudden, he was ahead in the count. And that's not really where Ethan Small operated today. But, hey, this is all part of learning as a young pitcher developing in the major leagues. He gave three and two-thirds innings tonight, and ultimately the Brewers left with a lead uh, after Ethan Small departed from this game. A lot of good bullpen work tonight as well. We'll get through that. Plenty of highlights and Craig Council coming up in just a few moments. Craig Kushan from Bally Sports Wisconsin will also join us on Brewers Extra Innings. We continue from American Family Field after this on WTMJ. 3-2 delivery. Colton Long to right and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and way gone for Colton Long. And this game is Huge at-bat for Colton Wong tonight in the Brewers' 7-6 win. That came in the fifth inning. And this is after the Twins ended up taking the lead in their half of the fifth on a three-run home run. That was a two-out three-run home run hit by the Minnesota Twins. That gave them a 6-5 lead. Didn't last for long as Colton Wong's long 400-plus-foot home run to the third deck and right on a 3-2 pitch tied the game at 6. It was a bit of a bullpen fest after that for both teams going deep into the pen. High-leverage relievers used by both teams tonight. In the end, it was Josh Hader picking up the win. Just nine pitches 
All Hader needed to get through the ninth inning as Luis Arias hit a sack fly that scored Andrew McCutcheon for the game-winning run. Let's go to Brewers manager Craig Council, who just finished up meeting with the media just moments ago, talking about the eighth and ninth inning specifically in which the Brewers loaded the bases. They had opportunities in both innings that this game may not have been needed to be walked off in the ninth inning by the crew had they maybe got the benefit of a call in the eighth inning. The late-inning drama that built here at American Family Field is how Craig Council begins. Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, we were eighth and ninth. You know, we had we had really good at-bats and um, disciplined at-bats, made them work, made them keep, keep making pitches, um, fouling off pitches to extend at-bats, um, and, it, and it paid off. You know, we did it the hard way for sure, but it, it paid off. Is Weicho a guy you like there? Just when you think about someone who can put a ball in play in there? Well, he's the guy that apparently just comes up every time at this point. Uh, <laughs> so it's uh, he's, he's had a you know crazy homestand. I mean, you know, think about that ball yesterday. He hits that goes through, and he's you know so. Um, but I do think you know I think his he does have contact ability for sure. Um, so yeah, it's it, you know you're you want contact there. That's obviously in those situations. Was the, the pitch count you got from Ethan right around where you were hoping for? Yeah, I mean, I'm, we're really thinking about outs rather than pitches today with, with Ethan. Um, so he, he got us, you know, to the fourth and, and then the, just the Buxton matchup. Uh, frankly, just didn't want to do that again. What did, what did you think of what you saw from him? Well, it was, you know, I mean, I think the thing is that it was a little bit similar in that the, the misses is what's hurt him, I think, still. The misses are just, just a little too big. Um, but his, his changeup was a good pitch for him. Um, and his high fastball is still a good pitch. It's just it's you, you got to make those pitches. With the opties coming up, Craig, are you prepared to say what's next for him or are you going to kind of take it day by day? Uh, it's something we have to discuss, yeah. How nice was it for Josh to have a, you know, that was a Josh Hader inning there. Yeah, really good inning. I mean, you know, what was good is that it was just, it was a quick inning. I think that was the, you know, you need those innings sometimes. Uh, those, those are big innings for relievers. Just, you know, you, you know, the strikeouts are great, but I think he made he made quality pitches, got swings, you know, in their hands. Um, so he ended up with a just just a quick inning, and, and that's that's always helpful. How good has it been, you know, four out of the last five games, obviously winning, but a lot of those were battling back in these games of continuing to yeah, I mean it's it's certainly been a, a dramatic homestand from that perspective. Um, but you just you fight to get the wins, and um, you know that this is I, I think this this is an example of like home games, really. You know, that just being at home and being having that last shot. Um, you know, th- this is just kind of an example of hopefully where this pays off with having these home games uh, down the second half. Craig, does uh, Colton look a little bit more locked in to you at the plate? Obviously a good night tonight. Yeah, I mean, he's had a really good start to the second half, and that that started day one against Colorado. Um, So... You know those those Colton and, and Hunter have been outstanding since since the since the break. It's Brewers manager Craig Council speaking with the media following tonight's seven six walk off win. The Brewers improved to fifty four and forty four with the victory, and uh, the Blue Jays do the Brewers a solid knocking off the St. Louis Cardinals. That means Milwaukee will enter tomorrow's game against the Twins with a three game lead in the NL Central. 
Valley Sports Wisconsin's Craig Kashan joins us next from the ballpark after this. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. The pitch. Renfro to left. Four runs and five hits for the Brewers in the second inning. That fuels a 7-6 walk-off win here at American Family Field over the Minnesota Twins. The home run binge continues for Hunter Renfro. I'm Greg Matzik. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Happy to be joined by Valley Sports Wisconsin's Craig Kishon. I don't know when the home run binge is going to end for Hunter Renfro. I hope that it doesn't. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> this is enjoyable to watch. You know, you you've had different players, I think, carry the offense at times in spurts this season. This is now starting to play out a little longer for Hunter Renfro, and I guess it gives you an indication just how much they missed his bat when he was gone. There's four home runs in five days now, Craig, or five games, and he is pacing this Brewers offense as they look to you know, try and put four-plus on the board with more regularity. I think that's kind of what they were hoping to get out of him when they acquired him and uh, brought him into this uh this ballpark to do what he's doing here right now um you know unfortunately he he's had two lengthy stints on the deal where he's missed what 20 25 plus games i mean that that's a lot of games to miss especially uh when he was actually swinging the ball the bat really well for home run you know his home run swing now he's got it back you knock on wood that you know he's going to stay healthy the rest of the way because look he he's just to me He's one of many players on this team. Give me what you're used to producing. Give me your average. Give me, you know, X number of home runs. Get on base, that type of thing. You know, draw your walks like you did in the ninth inning. Have good at-bats, that type of thing. Um, and I think this offense, I really do think it's going to be okay down the stretch. I don't know what's going to be added to the mix at the trade deadline, whether that's going to be a pitcher or, you know, a hitter at this point. But, I mean, look at the averages – going into the all-star break on this brewer team the offense it just it doesn't match up to what their capabilities are to a player which is strange and so now you have the next two and a half months to to turn that around and i think they can do it well i hope they do hunter renfro fuels uh, the brewers win tonight Luis aria seems like he's always up in a, a clutch situation yes. uh you know you think about you know the final game in that series against the rockies just last night Boy, ball gets through a rocket that comes off his bat, and we might be talking about back-to-back walk-off plate appearances for Arias. It, it does seem like he has a bit of that that element of clutch where not all the numbers are eye-popping. Uh, the home run totals certainly stand out, and he started to turn it on last year too. But but that's an element you need to have. Ryan Braun had that, and he was remarkable in clutch situations. You have to find guys who are, are able to perform in those kinds of situations, and and, and it seems like, with more regularity than not, you've got a guy like Luis Arias who who finds a way, just finds a way. All he needed was exactly what he did tonight. You know, the, the amazing thing to watch about him and all the things that you're describing, uh, I, I would love to know for the, the clutch hitters in the game that we've seen in the past and who we're seeing currently right now, um, how many average pitches per plate appearance in those clutch situations they see? Because this guy... He grinds it out no matter what time of the game it is. It seems like he grinds out a, a lot of pitches that he sees, and, and he, he does it again here in this situation here tonight. The fact that he's just not going up there and making contact and putting the ball necessarily where he wants it to be right out of the gates, 
I mean, he's he's almost um, you know uh, crafting a style, and and I think it's you know I think it's pretty unique. I mean, this is how this guy was able to step forward, you know, a year ago once he settled in after Adamas got here and became the offensive player that he is. Um, so. Uh, you're right. The whole the whole clutch thing, you know, is it is it his turn in the lineup? I don't know. I'll keep him more where he is, so it matches up. Uh, you know, come eighth or ninth inning. What did you make of Ethan Small's night? I mean, you know, I mean, look, the biggest thing for me is 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 the walks. But you know what, Greg? You know, all those numbers from you know the minor league side to his two major league appearances, um, he he walks a lot of batters, and I, somehow that's got to be cleaned up. Um, and I would love to think, you know, going into tonight, I, I'm I'm thinking, boy, if he has you know a halfway decent performance tonight, he's going to get another turn in the rotation. Um, I don't know what their game plan is going to be. I'm not sure the Brewers know here at this point. What do you do with four or five walks a game for him? I mean, he's had two big league appearances, and he's walked eight batters in six innings of work. Uh, I mean, that just can't continue like this. So if they can help him solve that at this level, you know what his potential is. Um, I thought he looked better tonight than he did uh, the other night. He had a couple of big double plays uh, that were induced uh, in that first and second inning. It's certainly going to help him. But you know what? That gives a guy like that confidence. Uh, put the ball in play. Let the defense do the work for you. There was an error early behind him, and, mm-hmm. it, and it ended up not costing him anything. You know, a couple of instances where you really want to see him challenge a hitter, and you get to that three-ball, two-strike count, and then he bounces a 58-footer. I, like You're not even challenging the hitter with that. You're going to something you think is going to be an out pitch. But that's, that's how you easily put somebody on base. It's just you, Everybody in the league is going to lay off a pitch like that. Later in the game, I think the very next inning, he was faced with a similar situation, three and two, and he got a, a weak pop-out. So it, you, you found something that was just off the zone that made the hitter think a little bit to go after a pitch. And, and, and that's really what he's got to try and find a way to do is – Keep the hitters engaged in the at-bat. Right. Keep them guessing. I, I noticed with Aaron Ashby yesterday, it felt like the Rockies were really patient because Aaron's got a little history of the walks every once in a while. But he was in and around the strike zone enough to where he got ahead of hitters Correct. with regularity, yeah. and all of a sudden he's got nine strikeouts. It, it felt like Ethan was, was sort of fighting his way uphill throughout the night, and when he was faced with a situation like a 3-2 count, he, he just, it, it, was more, it was more cold than hot with his 3-2 payoff pitch. So that's something you got to get figured out in time. But he's got the arm. Well, he's yeah. got the stuff. I don't think there's any question no, about that. I agree 100%. But he's got to be able to challenge hitters. What you do, and you got to be, you got to be aggressive. You got to attack. I mean, we hear that all the time uh, when when Craig Council or Chris Hook or or any of these elite pitchers that are that are on the staff here, whether you're a starter or coming out of the bullpen here right now. And that's that's not the easiest thing in the world to do. Um, I think that comes with maturity at this level more so than it does maybe facing weaker batters in in the minor leagues um so this this is where it's all happening and that's why that's why i was saying i i really think if they can find look if he can reduce his walks to two per appearance right now you're winning i mean you're winning his battle and and you're helping him and and hopefully they can get to that point. Three and two thirds for 
Ethan Small tonight. His departure after 66 pitches had a lot more to do with Byron Buxton coming up to the plate than it did, right. you know, pitch limit or pitch count or a certain amount of innings. I don't think Craig Council really wanted Ethan Small going a third time through that lineup, especially because, well, Buxton hit one that hasn't landed yet, and uh, <laughs> exactly. he had a double in his next at-bat. So yeah. let's, let's just find somebody else to yeah. handle. Uh, Th- those balls are still in play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> find somebody else to handle Byron Buxton. But enough to get the Brewers a win tonight. Josh Hader goes down as the winning pitcher tonight. Good to see him back and rounding into form. I want to ask you about Josh Hader in the back end of the Brewers' bullpen coming up on the other side. More with Craig Kishon on Brewers' extra innings. We continue from the ballpark after this on WTMJ. For nary award-winning home remodeling and about as down-to-earth of an approach as you're going to find, go to BrillaHomeImprovements.com and we'll get you started on the right foot. This is Brewers' Extra Innings on WTMJ. This one hit towards left, backing up Garlic. Still back, warning track, gone! Luis Urias homers for the 11th time this year. And the Brewers increase their lead to 5-3. Nice night here at the plate for Luis Urias. A single in the second inning, hit a solo home run in the third inning. Another single in the eighth and a sack fly to right field in the ninth. That plated the game-winning run. Andrew McCutcheon coming home from third base. Brewers top the Twins 7-6. This is Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Greg Matzik along with Bally Sports Wisconsin's Craig Kushan. 855-616-1620 if you'd like to join us. We'll run through the highlights of tonight's game. There are many of them coming up uh, in our next segment. Uh, Luis Arias with a nice day at the plate. Christian Yelich with a couple opposite field doubles. We like to see that out of Yelich regardless of where he is in the lineup. And Josh Hader looking again like Josh Hader. And you know, I know he had an appearance against the Rockies that was, you know, a little bit kind of making you scratch your head again. And the month of July has not been kind to Josh Hader. I don't know if the All-Star break was enough for him to sort of clear his head. He just had a child. Family situation is a, a different dynamic than it's ever been for the Hader family. Does a performance like tonight, does, does it wipe away what has happened in July? Does it make you feel like, okay, that's what he needed to get back on track, and we're good. It's the ninth inning. It's hater time. Let him do his thing. Well, what what do you have about nine pitches? Nine pitches tonight. Nine pitches in that inning. Phenomenal. To me, to me, I think just that tells the story, and he at the top of the order, so he faces Buxton first, right? Uh, and, and he goes to work. He had a one, two, three, ninth inning, and ball was in play, got it through, didn't need any strikeouts here tonight. Kept it very efficient. Um, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. I don't think you would be either. Exactly what's talked about or what's not. I got the feeling going into the All Star break that we all thought more could be talked about internally about how to straighten him out because Craig Council brought that up. Then the next day, Craig Council's like, I I think we just need to let Josh be Josh. Nobody's perfect. He'll get through his. Uh, he'll get through this, and it takes time to work your way out. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago um, in the 2019 season, he was struggling big time, and we had a, a game in mid-August in Washington D.C. It was a nearly six-hour game. I think it went 14 or 15 innings, and the Brewers uh, ended up winning that. It was a Saturday night game, back and forth, and he pitched. I don't know what inning it was, but he allowed, I think, the game to be tied, and he was in a rut, and there was still nobody out, bases loaded, and the game was tied, and he got the next three batters. I believe he got all three strikeouts. I could be wrong, 
But that alone turned him around. You don't know what situations are for these closers. You know, I, I've been saying this time and time again. Who has to be great when they play this game every time they step out on the field? A closer does. That's what his job is. That's the high pressure. There's a, it's a no-mistake inning. And that's hard to do. And you just can't do it every single time out. And, and I think and it, every one of us gets in ruts. And I think he's been in a rut. I, I'm seeing signs that he's turning out of it. And I agree with you uh, 100%. The whole family dynamic can take a toll, you know, mentally on you. And then it can take a toll physically on you. And he's not going to admit that in public. But if, if you're a parent like we are, we could certainly understand that. Well, and, and there was some thought, and I, I took some calls on this on Brewers Weekly last week, just entertaining the idea of trying to find a lower leverage situation for Josh Hader, just in the event that he, he kind of needed to clear his own head. It, it, it's impossible for relievers to work on things throughout the course of the year, especially when you're a back-end reliever, because you might be called upon to participate in a game. It's not like a starter where you know it's going to be every five or six days before you take the mound. It, it's very difficult for relievers to, to find their way out in a side session, right? They're going to be on the mound in games right. like this. You saw it tonight. And with the way Devin Williams has been going and continues to go and the way Josh Hader's month of July looked, I, I get it. I get where the conversation starts to turn. Well, well maybe you flip-flop the two. And if you want to go back a few years when Hader assumed his role as closer, what happened that season? Corey Knable had a, an awful year and was demoted. He went to AAA, and he was down there for a, a period of time and came back and was lights out the month of September and even into the playoffs, and he became more of a like a sixth, seventh inning guy than he was a closer. But he was really important to the Brewers' run to within a game of the World Series. You've got multiple guys with closing experience. That's that's a Doug Melvin-ism that David Stearns has, has followed through with. So you do have that luxury. My ultimate conclusion, Craig, is that Josh Hader is the most dominant closer in Brewers' history and will go down as one of the most dominant closers in baseball history when it's all said and done. And I think he still deserves to have the ninth inning. And tonight gives me a little confidence that it's the right move, but he's going to have more hiccups and mistakes. And, and you know what? So will Devin Williams. Yeah, he's human yeah. too. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I think too, you know, if if you're a Brewer fan and, and you haven't um, watched other Major League Baseball games on a regular basis, and I'm not telling you to, to go into binge watching here. That's not my point. But just to watch, like, like look at the scoreboard, and if you have the ability to watch some games at the end that are save situations in the eighth and ninth inning, there is no way any team has what we have here. And to say that we're spoiled is the biggest understatement. These are great, great elite uh, back-end uh, pitchers here that we're watching and they're on the same team and I think they're feeding off each other a little bit I really do I think that's why to your point I don't think you start flip-flopping you know Hater in the eighth and Williams in the ninth easier said than done I know a lot of Brewer fans have suggested that but these guys are dialed in to do what they're doing and they've had great success and they're going to have some hiccups along the way and I think we're seeing Josh Hader out of that right now at some point Devin Williams is going to give up a run. 28 consecutive uh, scoreless uh, appearances for him here right that's now. That's crazy. I mean, nobody's perfect. You just hope it doesn't come at a really horrible time, that's for sure. 14 pitches for Williams tonight, just nine for Hader. Yandel Duscave with uh, an inning pitch, had just six pitches thrown tonight. So 
uh, it, it was kind of a bullpen fest for both teams after starters left this game before five innings of play. And uh, the Brewers' bullpen, it, it proved to be a little stronger than the Twins tonight, and that's why we're talking about a 7-6 win. Day baseball tomorrow. Craig Cushon, I appreciate your time. Thanks for joining. We will roll through the highlights coming up on the other side. Brewers' extra innings continues after this on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Greg Matzik. Entertaining game at American Family Field as the Brewers begin a brief two-game series with the Minnesota Twins. Ethan Small on the mound for Milwaukee making his home debut. Dylan Bundy on the hill for the Twins. And just four pitches into the game, it was Minnesota who owned a 1-0 lead. Here it is. This one hit in the air, and nobody's going to give chase. Way, way back and way, way out of here. That came off the bat of Byron Buxton, the Twins' leadoff hitter on a 2-1 pitch. The ball has not landed yet. Bob Euchre with the call. Carlos Correa then doubled before Jorge Polanco struck out. And the inning ended with the Brewers flashing a little bit of leather. One ball and no strikes. Broken bat, little flare that is going to fall, or is it? No, diving grab by Christian Yelich. It's going to wind up as a double play. And just like that, Ethan Small was out of a first-inning jam. The Brewers battled back in their half of the second with four runs on five hits. The Hunter Renfro home run binge continues with two on and nobody out. The pitch. Renfro to left. Deep. Get up. Get up. At the wall. Gone for Hunter Renfro. He just hit a three-run shot out. Ring the bell on another home run by Hunter Renfro. Even when it's not red kettle season, you can still help the Salvation Army step up to the plate with love beyond the bases this baseball season. Donate now and ring the bell at SalvationArmy.org. 17th of the season for Renfro, his fourth in five games. Christian Yelich drove in the final run of the inning with a one-out double to left center. 4-1 Brewers into the third, a hot and cold inning for Small, who allowed two earned runs and two hits to make it a 4-3 contest. And the Brewers got one of those runs back in their half of the inning. This one hit towards left. Backing up Garlic. Still back. Warning track gone. Luis Urias homers for the 11th time this year. And the Brewers increase their lead to 5-3. Jeff Levering on the call. Small would start the fourth, but he would not finish that inning. Craig Council allowed Ethan to work through the Twins' order twice before taking him out after just 66 pitches. Enter Trevor Gott, who retired Byron Buxton in the fourth inning before running into some trouble in the fifth. After recording back-to-back outs to begin the inning, Gott then walked Kyle Garlick and served up a line drive single to Jose Miranda, setting the stage for Gio Urshela. Here he comes, swinging a drive into center and deep warning tracks gone for Gio Urshela. On a 2-1 count, just like that, the Twins owned a 6-5 lead, but that didn't last long. 3-2 delivery, Colton Wong to right and deep. Get up, get up, get out of here, and way gone for Colton Wong. And this game is tied. 415 feet to the third deck in right for Wong on a 3-2 pitch from reliever Joe Smith. 
Defense also playing a role tonight. He had the Elledge double play early in the game. Well, the Twins had two on with two out in the seventh and were inches away from taking a late game lead. Twins are down to two bench players. The 1-0. Swing and a fly ball. Shallow center. Out is Adamas. In is Davis. Davis loses his cap and makes a shoestring catch to get Brad Boxberger out of the inning. Yeah, that capped off a scoreless inning for a Boxberger. Enter Devin Williams in the eighth, scoreless in just 14 pitches, his 28th consecutive appearance without allowing a run. Brewers half of the eighth featured a little bit of drama. Milwaukee loaded the bases with two out. So bases loaded and two out against Yoan Duran. Amazingly, he got out of it. Duran, new sign from Sanchez. He is ready to work. Here it is. He dropped it on the outside corner, strike three. Yeah, questionable call. The Twins catcher was setting up a little up in the zone. It was a bender that dropped to the lower half of the zone. He then framed it up to the middle part of the zone. Nothing about what the catcher did looked right. If you're just looking at the actual pitch, you feel like nine times out of ten that would be called a strike. But it was all the hijinks with the catcher that made everything seem a little bit unorganized there. Craig Council was... Not happy in the dugout, uh, throwing a a word or two to the home plate umpire. I think you look back at that and you feel like the ball crossed the plate at a point where you'd call it a strike, but but nothing about that whole sequence looked ordinary. Nonetheless, tie ball game at the end of eight innings. Josh Hader came in to work a perfect ninth, giving the Brewers one more shot to win it in regulation. And the ninth inning started with Andrew McCutcheon. He's got a bitch with a clutch gene, hitting a one-out single to left center field. Colton Wong then followed with a walk. Hunter Renfro was walked on a nice plate appearance, setting the stage for Luis Sarias. Here he comes again. Here it is. Swinging a fly ball. This one into right. McCutcheon's tagging. There's the catch. Here's the throw. He's going to score. And the Brewers win game one. Seven runs, 11 hits, one error for the Brewers. Six runs, seven hits, no errors for the Twins. Josh Hader picks up the win. He improves to one in four with his one scoreless inning of work on just nine pitches. Tyler Duffy for the Twins takes the loss. He had two walks in his one inning of work. Christian Yellich with a pair of hits on the night. Same for Andrew McCutcheon. Colton Wong with two hits, including a home run. Luis Arias started the game three for four with two RBI and a solo home run. Game was played in three hours and 30 minutes in front of 28,000 and change. A lot of Twins fans in the crowd tonight. Several Brewers fans as well, as you might expect. Entertaining ball game at American Family Field. Milwaukee improves to 54-44 and 44 with the win. We'll wrap up the program after this. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Wrapping up Brewers Extra Innings from American Family Field where the Brewers pick up a 7-6 win over the Minnesota Twins. Corbin Burns takes the mound tomorrow in the series and homestand of finale. Burns 7-4 of the 220 ERA. Chris Archer goes for the Twins. An off day, then it's off to Boston for a three-game weekend series. We are out of time on the program tonight. Make sure to check out the Brewers Extra Innings podcast online at WTMJ.com. want to thank Bally Sports Wisconsin's Craig Cushon for joining us on the program tonight. Thank you for being a part of our program each and every night here on 620 WTMJ. Once again, the final Brewers 7, Twin 6. Enjoy the rest of your night, turning into Wednesday and Thursday on WTMJ. This is a call to the self-starters 
to the self-made and the self-sufficient. It's time to declare a new kind of independence because Edelman Financial Engines is here to provide tailored investment solutions for your kind of wealthy. You should expect more from your wealth advisors. Our investment management